This is an Odyssey original. This is Coronavirus Daily. I'm Charles Feldman. I'm Mike Simpson from the KNX Odyssey Studios in Los Angeles. Doctors have been warning of a new COVID variant that could pop up, cause problems like Delta and Omicron. Might already be here. We'll turn our attention back toward the uh, so-called little brother variant of Omicron. And the blockade of truckers protesting the vaccine mandates in Canada's capital, Ottawa, captured the attention of Fox News. The broader movement against COVID restrictions in general has likely reached the end of the road. We start with new research from Japan that concluded... The Omicron subvariant BA2 may have features that make it as capable of causing serious illness as older variants of COVID, including Delta. Dr. Daniel Rhodes is section head of microbiology at the Cleveland Clinic. Doctor, thanks for being with us. So how much of a concern is there about this sort of subvariant of Omicron BA2? Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, I think, I mean, COVID's been a concern for two years and, you know, BA2 is the latest flavor. And uh, the study, you know, makes it look like it's, uh, it's going to be worse than the, the first version of Omicron. So that's, that's uh, always concerning. And what do we know about it now? Because when this started popping up and it did, you know, take over parts of like Denmark and South Africa, the line we were getting was, you know, it looks pretty similar. It's probably going to work the same way. Maybe it's a little more infectious, but nothing to write home about. Uh, what are they seeing that, that changes things? And are they seeing it in like hamsters or people? Right. Good questions. So I, I think it's generally still true that it's BA2 is more similar to the original Omicron variant than than previous variants. Uh, what the data from this study in Japan looks looked at hamsters and you know in vitro studies, um, but there there are data from humans. So the UK puts out updates uh, about weekly, and they see that BA two is taking over more and more of the proportion uh, of disease. So it's kind of outcompeting the original Omicron variant. Uh, so so it does look like in the real world it's it's doing a better job from the virus's perspective than the original variant. And from this study out of Japan, it looks like maybe it's causing worse disease, at least in their hamster model. Okay, so do we know anything about the efficacy of the vaccines of prior infection? Yeah, good questions. So it looks like Omicron, whether it's the BA1 or the BA2, uh, has pretty good immune escape uh, compared to alpha and delta when it c- comes to vaccination. That said, um, there's good evidence that vaccine prevents severe disease. But as you know, a lot of people who have been vaccinated can still get Omicron, whether it's BA1 or BA2. This study out of Japan uh, was interesting because they com- contrasted BA1 versus BA2, and they showed that antibodies uh, against one still worked against the other, but not, not great. Uh, you know, it wasn't a one for one. So, so BA1 and BA2 are more similar to the, each other than the previous variants, but they're still a bit different. So then people are asking, though, why hasn't it taken over the second one yet? Because we've it's not like it popped up yesterday. Like we've known about it for a little while. So if it is worse, shouldn't we be seeing more of these effects I don't know, right now? Yeah, there's, that's, you guys have great questions. So uh, I think um, 
what could happen is it could outcompete BA1 as as is being seen in in the UK and it's here in Cleveland we're seeing more and more uh, BA2 it's just kind of breaking onto this scene but we're also exiting the time of year in the northern hemisphere that we normally see a lot of respiratory viruses uh, you know most coronaviruses uh, are winter viruses so my concern is that uh, this might be kind of the next variant that emerges maybe next winter when when COVID returns in force. Okay, but then that raises the question, by next winter, you know, companies like Moderna and Pfizer are hoping to have Omicron variant, uh, you know, batches Give of Give me va- my BA2 shots. Yeah, yeah but, but those were designed for the original Omicron. Would they really work against what might be a more uh, pernicious subvariant? Yeah. So the best guess, and the data are super limited, but looking at this study out of Japan, it suggests that there is crossover in the immunogenicity between the old Omicron or BA1 and the new Omicron or BA2. So even if the vaccine was uh, t- you know, designed to look like BA1, your body should still have some crossover immunity against BA2 better than the original uh the original vaccines. Now that's that's making a lot of assumptions along the way, but that's uh, my best guess with the evidence we have on hand. Does it still, I don't know, boggle your mind, frustrate you, make you scratch your head, whatever, pick your term, that so many people still don't have their booster shot when we've said time and time again, hey, your best chance at, you know, not having a tough Omicron case is to get that third dose. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, you feel like you're, you're uh, singing the same song over and over again. Yeah, I mean, Vaccines are still great at keeping people out of the hospital, and um, and it is disappointing if people choose not not to go that route, either to get get vaccinated or or to get uh, you know a third dose, a booster shot. Um, but all the evidence we have is that that's still uh, the vaccines that are available are the best way to prevent severe disease. So, I you know I'm vaccinated and boosted, and I'm glad for the opportunity, and I'm glad for anybody else who takes that opportunity. So we're on the threshold of going into year three of the pandemic. Are we going to have this discussion, you know, as we go into like year four and five? That's what I'm wondering, too. We're all wondering that, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to everybody's hoping it settles down and reaches a steady state that we'll call an endemicity. Uh, but it remains to be seen. I think it's anybody's guess. You know, we we know that the flu virus uh, mutates uh, from time to time. And it remains to be seen whether uh, the COVID virus is going to settle down uh, and kind of pick its favorite variant that works the best or if it's going to keep changing. Well, we can almost hope for more seasonality, right? Because then that gives you a chance to prepare for what's coming next rather than just it spreading through populations at a certain level, because then you can never really catch up to it. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we'll, you know, we almost caught our breath last summer. I remember before Delta came, we thought things were maybe petering out. Uh, and then Delta came and then Omicron came. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm hopeful again, maybe things will settle down this summer before next winter. Dr. Daniel Rhodes, Section Head Microbiology, Cleveland Clinic. Truckers in Canada protesting vaccine mandates and other COVID restrictions have been in the capital, Ottawa, for about three weeks now. But officials are beginning to push back. At least 70 arrests have been made by police so far after giving several days' worth of warnings that they were poised to clear out the 
Trucker Blockade. With us is Mark Day, news anchor and talk show host for City News Ottawa. He's been on the ground reporting on the arrests. I'm about 20 feet away from the main line of police here that are in tactical gear. Uh, they are uh, also on horseback. Uh, there are snipers on the roof uh, here. This is Wellington Street, the main road that uh, goes right up in front of Parliament Hill uh, here in Ottawa, the nation's capital, and uh, a police uh, uh, enforcement that we've never seen the likes of, I don't even think, uh, in, this, uh, in this country. And protesters now are confronting the police who are moving forward. Uh, already 70 arrests uh, today. All right. So why today? Why now? I mean, the government's been facing a lot of resistance from people, right? Wondering um, what's taking so long. It's been three weeks. It has been three weeks. uh, And because of that time uh, frame, even the police chief here in the city of Ottawa resigned uh, because he wouldn't take uh, the enforcement and move ahead with it. So the federal government uh, brought in the Emergencies Act. And that gives them uh, the uh, ability to control the police. So it's the uh, RCMP, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the Ontario Provincial Police, also police from Quebec. That's the Quebec. They are in with, uh, they came in this morning, uh, marching in. So they came in on three different sides. What they're doing is moving the line uh, towards uh, Parliament Hill. And as they do it, they're making arrests and also towing away some of the trucks that are still parked here on Wellington Street in Ottawa. Apparently, a lot of the protesters are being financed, uh, both financially and in terms of sort of moral support from across the border, from us, the United States, from mostly right-wing conservative groups and some, in some cases, even on air. What's going on there, Mark? I hear a lot of noise there. There is, yeah. It's just the uh, the protesters confronting uh, police again as the police start uh, to make uh, a move forward. Again. Okay. You're okay, I hope. I'm okay. Yes, I'm in. Uh, I'm I'm in a good location here, so I'm safe. Okay. Did you hear those truck horns? Yeah. Too? Wow. Yeah. So, so my question is: Are, are Canadians uh, shocked or disappointed that so much support seems to be coming from this side, the U.S. side of the border? Yeah, you know, a lot of those bank accounts, uh, you know, and the, the GoFundMe's, the Give Sends Go, they've all been uh, shut down. But what happened uh, earlier? Uh, this week is they've also started seizing the bank accounts of the organizers, those who are involved, as well as some of the truckers who are here. So they've seized their bank accounts. Uh, and that would the Emergency Measures Act allowed them to do that. So it gave the federal government the opportunity to go in and seize bank accounts. We can tell you at, at this point that one of the three of the main organizers have already been arrested. Uh, two were arrested last night. Another was arrested today. So they went and got the organizers, and now they're slowly uh, moving forward to arrest the truckers. And again, worth pointing out that the majority of you know truckers, they have their vaccines. They're not participating in this. So this is a, a smaller number, but it's become this whole movement. Other people joined up, and it's um, it's turned into all sorts of you know taking a stand for the principle of the matter or other COVID restrictions, and, and all of that kind of gets wrapped up in this. Yeah, that, that's correct. Yeah, I mean, there's people here who are vaccinated, uh, who are just uh, are against the federal government's way of handling the situation. They believe that the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau divided Canadians by not speaking to these uh, protesters when they arrived here in the nation's capital. And so it has been a movement from coast to coast to coast here in Canada. So is there great confidence that this is now with the arrests going to come to an end today? That's what police are hoping for. But here's the situation. Police here understand that the world is watching and this is canada and uh, they're trying to to do this peacefully without any injuries uh, and to to do it in a way where they can arrest and, and safely get people out of, the, out of this area i spoke to a former chief of police today and he said that is exactly what their uh, message is right now they want people to leave the area they want it to be peaceful and they don't want to show uh, aggression uh, as they're making these arrests 
Mark Day, news anchor, talk show host, City News Ottawa. He's uh, right there as they're making these arrests. And that, there, there's your taste of what the people on the street have been dealing with for three yeah, weeks. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We end today's coronavirus daily with a story about how COVID could quite literally be driving us crazy. A new broad-based study involving over 150,000 people who have been infected with the coronavirus and had no previous history of mental illness showed some very troubling results. People who had COVID were 39% more likely to be diagnosed with depression and 35% more likely to be diagnosed with anxiety over the months following infection than people without COVID during the same period. Recovered COVID patients were also more likely to be diagnosed with stress disorders and suffer from sleep disorders. This study, plus some previous examinations of connections between the development of mental health issues after a COVID infection, leading scientists to believe there is something about the virus that's leaving people at greater risk of common mental health conditions. It's not quite at crisis levels yet. Overall, a little over 18% of the COVID patients received a diagnosis or a prescription for a psychiatric issue in the following year, but um, concerning food for thought. You can find this Odyssey original and others on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher.